Today on episode number 41 of Life After Sight Loss Radio, we're talking about some different definitions of grief. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. If you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how-tos, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week on episode number 41. I'm excited for you to be here. Whether you're new or returning, it's a great time to be a part of the podcast. So thank you for tuning in. Hey, this week we're talking about a topic that not a lot of people love to discuss. It's the topic of grief. We've talked about it before, but this week we're going to look at some different definitions. So hopefully we can understand it just a little bit better. And I've got a great question of the week discussing how can we overcome fear when we're just scared to even go outside. So we're going to jump into that here in just a minute. But before we do, remember that you can find the show notes to today's episode, which includes links, information, conversation, and more over at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 041. You can find everything you need. If I mention anything in this podcast episode, it's going to be at the show notes. So make sure to check those out at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 041. So our question of the week is uh, one that I think comes to people whenever they first start losing their sight. Maybe if you've been visually impaired for a while, you're probably like, no, nah, I, really, I don't know about that. But this is somebody who is you know, newly visually impaired. And their question is something to the effect of, what should I do if I'm afraid to even go outside and, and take a walk? You know, what if I have an overwhelming sense of fear just to leave my house? You know, what, what do I do then? And the answer is not just like, well, here's the three things you do. You know, it's not a simple, quick fix, formulaic kind of thing. But I think my answer to this question would be to set small goals for yourself and to take what we would call baby steps. You know, if you've ever seen that old movie, um, What About Bob? is baby steps. And so we just want to take simple things. I actually made a video about this not too long ago, and I'm going to put that in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 041. And it talks about just taking a trip out to the mailbox, you know, from your front door to the mailbox and back might seem like not a big deal, but when you've just recently lost your sight and you're scared to even venture outside, something like that can be very beneficial because it can help you build confidence you know, walking to the mailbox one day and then to the corner the next and things like that. So if you're even scared of going outside, I want to just say that you start small. You don't try to conquer the world today. It's kind of that old phrase of, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So if you are struggling with fear, obviously things like counseling, things like mentorship and stuff, that can help. But if you're looking for sort of an answer right now, just start very small and take baby steps right now. Hey, if you've got a question you'd like to ask and and have me answer here on the podcast, well, I'd love to hear from you. You can do it a couple of different ways. First of all, send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com, or you can tweet me at the Derek Daniel. (music) 
So some of the topics that we like to discuss here on the podcast, obviously, are things like assistive technology, and we like to talk about uh, how to overcome certain things and ways to figure things out. But we also like to talk about the emotional turmoil that happens whenever you go through sight loss. And part of that is dealing with this idea of grief, because grief comes on us when we have loss, whether that's the loss of a loved one or the loss of maybe a treasured pet or maybe the loss of a job, loss happens and grief follows it. So when we talk about losing our sight, sight loss brings on grief. And we've kind of defined it a little bit, but recently I got this ebook, if you will, from a company called The Grief Recovery Method. And I've got a link over to their website in the show notes, but basically they talk about, you know, recovering from grief and they have a certain, uh, obviously from the title, a certain method to deal with it. And again, I don't know a huge amount about them, but they um, sent me this stuff and I was like, this is really good. And so I kind of wanted to share it with you guys because there's three definitions that they give. And again, I don't think that they're like, this is only three, you know, but they're interesting nonetheless. And I thought I would take a look at them with you and we could discuss them. And then from there, we could just kind of say, wow, I understand this a little better. I don't think grief is something that we just, we get, we understand, we don't need to talk about it anymore. You know, it's something that we constantly deal with and need to talk about, but I thought we'd dive a little deeper deeper into it today. Now, just a quick note on this. I want to let you know that a lot of the things that they discuss are are dealing with loss of a person in your life. You know, loss of a spouse, best friend, parent, things like that. And while that's very accurate for these things, I think we can glean a lot of things uh, when it comes to sight loss from these as well. But I thought I'd go ahead and make mention of that, especially when we get into it. I'll probably be like, oh, that sounds like it's for a person dying. And it is, but I think we can get something out of it here today. So without further ado, let's jump into the definition of grief. All right, so our first definition is kind of an overarching generic definition that you would give. Um, It doesn't get super specific, but I thought it was definitely good to start off with. So let me go ahead and give you that definition. It says, quote, grief is the normal and natural emotional reaction to loss or change of any kind. Okay, so grief is the normal, natural emotional reaction to loss or, listen, loss or change of any kind. I think a lot of times we assume it only is loss, but it can be major change. Even something like um, getting married, you know, can change your life and, and you might have grief, not because you feel sad that you got married, but it's like, wow, it's this change and I'm not used to these things. So that can happen. Along with this definition, it says, of itself, grief is neither a pathological condition nor a personality disorder. And so I think that's important to remember. It's like, oh my gosh, I have grief. I've been diagnosed with grief. I, you know, it's not that. It's that every everybody deals with grief whenever they have loss or major change in their life. And so it says it is a normal and natural emotional response to change, to loss. And I think that's the first thing I want to let you know is that when you experience grief, especially when it comes to losing your sight, it is normal. It is natural. I don't want you to think that it's like, I'm going through this and I feel like some freak because, you know, what am I, I'm crying randomly or I'm feeling scared or, I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. It's an emotional response to loss in your life, to major changes in your life. And I think it's important to remember that and don't forget that it's normal, that it's natural. And so that's kind of an overarching general idea, but they take it a couple steps further with some other definitions that they give. So let's jump into our next definition of grief. 
All right, so our second definition takes a little bit different approach to grief. So let's talk about this one. It says, quote, grief is the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern of behavior. Let me give it to you again. Quote, grief is the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern of of behavior. Now, the idea of conflicting feelings. Some of this is let's talk about if you lose somebody that you're close with, but maybe you've been a caretaker for them and they've had maybe cancer or something like that and it's it's been going on for a long time and you've been taking care of them. When they die, there's a sense of sorrow and sadness and loss, but there's also many times a sense of relief because you're like, "Wow, I, you know, I'm done with this taking care of it." And your body responds like that. And it's conflicting feelings because you're like, I'm sad. I shouldn't feel relief that they've, you know, that they've died. This is terrible. But that's how it is. Grief is a lot of times conflicting feelings. Uh, even in um, having a baby, that can feel like that because it's like, you know, oh, I'm so excited to have this baby. Oh my gosh, it's I love it so much. It's wonderful. But then you're up at two o'clock in the morning and you're like, oh, it's so, this is awful. I hate this. You know, it's anybody whose parents out there knows that feeling. It's conflicting feelings. And you wouldn't say that's grief necessarily. No, most people would not qualify that as grief. Like, no, that's not grief. Grief is when somebody dies. Yes, but it's also this idea of conflicting feelings. Now, I'm not suggesting that it's always like sad feelings and happy feelings or anything like that. When you lose your sight, it's not like you're like, I'm sad, I lost my sight. And then you're, well, I'm, but I'm happy I lost my sight. You know, it's not like that. It's 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 definitely though conflicting feelings at times. It's kind of like when you lose a loved one and all of a sudden uh, maybe you're at their funeral or something and you're laughing because of a funny story and you're you're just cutting up with your cousins or your friends or whatever and all of a sudden you find yourself laughing and you're like I should be I should be sad right now. Why am I not sad? I should be you know weeping uncontrollably. And sometimes that happens with sight loss. You know we're very upset about it and it's sad and all of a sudden we're somewhere and we're laughing with somebody because of a story or. Something that happened that has nothing to do with our sight loss. And then it hits us that we can't see. And we're like, why am I not sad right now? I should be sad. I can't see. And so it's conflicting feelings. Grief oftentimes brings on those conflicting feelings. And again, if we go back to the first definition, it's normal. It's natural. That just happens from time to time. Grief isn't simply sadness and sorrow. You know, it's like, well, I'm feeling sad. I must be dealing with grief. Or I'm feeling happy. I'm not dealing with grief. No, no, no. I think it's all part of that. It is in this definition, it says a uh, a loss, uh, a change, excuse me, it says a change in or a uh, an end of a certain pattern of behavior. So, you know, like we've talked about before, and I say every time on the podcast and on the videos, sight loss isn't the end, it's just the beginning, but it's the end of something. You know, so there's an end, there's a change to your life, to your uh, how you do things. We talked about routines recently on the podcast. And so there's an end, there's a change, and grief can cause those conflicting feelings. And so in this definition, it's definitely a good and important to remember that yes, it's normal and it's natural, and it's going to be times when you have conflicting feelings, both sorrow, happiness, anger, all those things, it's going to happen. And our third definition definitely applies to losing somebody in your life, but I think it actually really applies to losing your sight. So let me give you the third definition we're going to talk about today, and I think you'll really understand as we go through this. So here it is, quote, grief is the feeling of reaching out for someone who's always been there only to discover when I need them one more time 
they are no longer there. Now, that, again, that really applies to losing somebody in your life, right? Uh, You know, reaching out for somebody who's always been there, and then one more time, they're not there. That could be a parent, that could be a spouse, that could be a best friend, that could be, you know, you're reaching out for somebody. Every time you reach out, always there, you know, oh, there's that person. Oh, again, there's that person, you know, and then that one more time, and they're not there, you know, and, and they're gone, and you can't reach out for them any longer. It's over, and there's a very big sense of finality within that. Now, I did see another definition that went along with this uh, that I thought was interesting, and I'll share it with you here just briefly. It basically said something. It kind of changed it to reaching out for somebody who's never been there and reaching out one more time and realizing they're still not there. So there's definitely that that plays into losing somebody. Maybe you've had a great relationship with somebody, or maybe you've had a terrible relationship with somebody, and there's just that sense of finality. Now, when it comes to losing your sight, it's definitely something like this, where you reach out for something that's always been there. You know, if you've grown up being a sighted person, whether you're 18, 25, 36, 78, whatever your age is, if you've grown up living a very, quote, normal sighted life, then you've always had sight there. You've always, quote, reached out for your sight, and it's always been there. You can look outside. You can see what it's like. You can, you know, drive down the street. You can pick things off of a shelf. All those things, when you reach, when you needed your sight, it was there, and you didn't even have to think about it. And then one day, it wasn't. Then one day, it, it was gone, whether it was gone, you know, totally, whether it was gone some, it was gone enough to the point of it affecting your life in a very traumatic way. And I think grief is the response to that. Grief is that feeling of saying, I've been let down by my own body. I've been let down by something that's always been there. I've been let down by something that I've never had to even think about. And now it's no longer there. It is a finality that we feel whenever that takes place. And so while it is very difficult, I think it's important to realize that, that it's like reaching out for someone who's always been there And then when you reach out one more time, they're no longer there. So there you go, guys. Three different definitions of grief. And we've put them together. I think we get a a little different understanding of grief. We understand that grief is normal and natural. We understand that grief brings on conflicting feelings when there's a change, when there's an end of a certain pattern of behavior. And we understand that grief is that feeling of reaching out for somebody and having them no longer be there, reaching out for that sight and having it fail you or let you down, if you will. And I know maybe that sounds weird to say your sight's letting you down, but it's kind of like that. And so I just wanted to kind of let you know this broader picture of grief. And why am I talking about this today? It seems kind of sad and depressing. Here's the thing. Many times in our lives, we, especially when I lose our sight, and if you look on YouTube and look through podcasts and look through content like this, many times you're going to find people talking about how to use your technology, right? And I talk about that, your iPhone, your TV, uh, maybe kitchen appliances, new tech that's built for the visually impaired, audio description, all that stuff. We talk about that a lot, right? We talk about using your 
cane or a guide dog. We talk about how to make your house or apartment accessible. We talk about getting a job. We talk about all these things that are very practical and we can like touch and and you know do things with and and move forward in and and that's all great and we'll continue to talk about those things on this podcast, on the YouTube channel, all that stuff. But there are many times when we don't talk about the things the the elephant in the room, you know, that that thing that just stands there and says, "Hey, hey by the way, do you do you remember me? You know, I'm I'm standing over here." Because grief isn't something people love to talk about. You don't really go into a room, you know, having a cocktail party and they're like, "Hey, let's talk about grief." Because it's just not something we want to discuss. But I think it's important to discuss and I think it's important to start to understand. Now, I don't think we'll ever just fully grasp it. I don't think there's anybody out there who has the ultimate picture of it and they say this is it. Uh, you know, one plus two is three, two plus two is four, and we've got the mathematical equation to grief and we figured it out. Know, I don't think that happens, but I do think we can understand it better, which helps us to understand ourselves better, understand the people around us better, understand the situation we're in a little bit better, and maybe just make sense of it all just a little bit more. And again, that doesn't mean we're magically going to get over it tomorrow. It just means we have a little bit more understanding. So I encourage you to listen to these definitions of grief, see how they apply to you, and let me know what you think about them. Do they qualify in your life? Does it make sense to you? Have you had these kinds of feelings? Have you felt like you were abnormal? Have you had conflicting feelings? Have you ever felt like it was like reaching out to your site and it was no longer there? I'd love to hear from you. Let me know by email, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever the case may be. And I just want to encourage you to continue to deal with something that's hard because the reality is just because it's hard doesn't mean we don't deal with it. So whether these definitions or others have encouraged you to understand yourself a little bit better, I just want to let you know that you're not alone, you're very normal, and grief is just part of what, you know, feeling loss, feeling change, feeling the end of something is like. And I hope these definitions have been encouraging to you and helped you to understand yourself and your grief just a little bit better. going to wrap things up here today with our word of the week. Now, normally I'll have a tech tip or something like that, but I thought, you know what? Today's podcast is a little heavy, so so why don't we go ahead and jump into the word of the week. And again, if you're new here, I like to just end things with one word to kind of keep things going in your brain, maybe to start a discussion with your family, something like that. But our word of the week this week is overcome overcome. Now, I always like to give a definition, and this week I have a couple of definitions to give. We've talked about defining grief so far, so we're going to define overcome. And the two definitions I have for you actually, I think, play off of one another. So the first definition is this, and in parentheses it says, of an emotion, and then it says, overpower or overwhelm. So if you've ever felt overpowered or overwhelmed by emotion, then you've been what you might say, I'm overcome by this emotion. I'm overcome by sorrow. I'm overcome by maybe joy. I'm overcome by whatever. It's of an emotion. And so when you think of grief, it can be like that, right? It can be overwhelming and it can, quote, overcome you. And there's nothing wrong with necessarily, you know, saying that. But what it, when we say we're overcome, what it typically means is we feel like we're out of control. We've lost control. This emotion uh, has taken a hold of me and, and 
and I can't control things any longer. And that's a scary thing for many of us not to be able to be in control. So the first kind of idea of overcome is this emotional, uh, overwhelming feeling that we might have. Now, the second definition of this is kind of the answer to that. And it says, quote, succeed in dealing with a problem or a difficulty succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty. Now, you might think that means, you know, I've overcome this and I've moved past it and I'm not dealing with it anymore. And in some situations, maybe that's true. You know, uh, we have overcome, we will overcome, and that means we're done with the situation. However, I like this definition because it says to succeed in what? In dealing with it. And so whenever we feel overwhelmed or overcome by this emotional turmoil in our lives, I think the thing we need to do is to turn and to start dealing with it head on. Yes, it will be difficult. Yes, it will be challenging. Yes, we might need some outside help like a counselor or somebody like that. But if we just start dealing with it, the process of just starting to deal with it means we've already started to overcome, which again, in basic terms, just means we're succeeding in dealing with it. We're not letting this emotional turmoil be in control. We're taking control. That doesn't mean we're not Uh, feeling grief. That doesn't mean we're not feeling sorrow, feeling those conflicting feelings. It doesn't mean we'll never feel like somebody's not there for us anymore. You know, we're going to feel those things. It's normal. It's natural. It's what happens. But when we start the process of dealing with it, we have already succeeded in overcoming it. And I hope that that makes sense to you today. And I just wanted to encourage you with that. I'm encouraged by that. And I hope that you're encouraged by that today as well. So think about that word as you leave the podcast today, that word overcome and share it with those around you as well. So that brings us near the end of the podcast. And as always, I want to say thank you for listening, for tuning in each and every week. If you're new here, thanks for finding the podcast and clicking that play button. I so appreciate it. Hey, while you're on your phone or on the computer or whatever it might be, I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. It's totally free and it ensures you won't miss another single episode. And the easiest way to do that is to go to the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 041, where again, you'll find all the information for today's episode, but also you'll find buttons right there underneath the player to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, on your Android phone, wherever it might be. I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd be so kind, if you're, you know, not too busy, I would love for you to leave a rating and review in iTunes to let other people know what this podcast is all about. Whether you're in the United States, Canada, England, some other country, it would be awesome if you would just leave a rating and review and let other folks know, hey, this is what this podcast is all about, and I thank you so much for doing that in advance. Another thing I always say here at the end of the podcast is I want to hear from you, and it's so, so true. I know a lot of people are like, hey, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. Look, no, I love to hear from you. Every time I get an email, I get so excited. See that little one next to the you know inbox. I'm like, woohoo, somebody you know, email me. It's great. I love it. it. Sometimes it's a question. Sometimes it's just to say hi. Sometimes it's to say thank you. It doesn't matter what it is. I love hearing from you guys. So go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact and you can find all the ways to get in touch with me. And again, I love hearing from you and I'll do my best to respond to you personally, whether it's a question, comment, whatever it might be. Hit me up, let me know, and I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you very, very soon. 
And hey, don't forget that this is episode number 41, which means we're just a few episodes away from episode number 50. And I'm trying to do something very special on that episode. I want it to be unique and different. I'm thinking about having my whole family on the podcast. That might be fun. But if you've got something you'd like to hear on the podcast, episode number 50, let me know. Send me an email, drop me a tweet, whatever it is, some idea you might have. Maybe you want to send in your personal message. Uh, I would love to hear from all of you, and I can even read some of those on the podcast. So don't forget, just a few more weeks we'll be doing episode number 50. And that about wraps it up this week for me. As you can hear with the music behind me again, I just wanted to tell all of you that I hope you have a very merry and blessed Christmas. I hope this holiday season is treating you well. You get to spend time with your family. And even though sight loss can be a bit depressing at times, I hope that your Christmas season, your holiday season, whatever you celebrate, is filled with joy, with laughter, and with really, really good times. Plus, maybe a little bit of extra food in your tummy this time of year. And don't forget that all the information found in today's podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thank you again for listening, everyone. I hope that you have enjoyed it today. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. Thanks for listening, guys. And I'll see you next time.